This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Small Biz America. Four compelling guests, as always. This week we will be talking with uh, Steve Olds in just a few minutes. He's the founder of the Patriot Mission, a fast-growing national organization with a bold blueprint to rebuild America through the power of small business. He'll be joining us in just a moment. Jerry McMullen will be with us. He's a dynamic entrepreneur and electronic engineering prodigy that turned into uh, an engineer and uh, is leading a company today called Forecast Broadcasting Network. Matthew Fillmore will be uh, joining us. He's a thought leader and educator in the area of finance for real estate investors and business owners and the founder of a company called VIP Financial Education. This will be our first in a four-part series we'll be doing with Matthew. Looking forward to that. And, of course, The Small Biz Brain with Gabe Arnold. Up first, he's the founder of a fast-growing national organization called Patriot Mission with a bold blueprint to rebuild America through the power of small business. Steve Olds joins us. Steve, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, David. It's great to be with you. Absolutely. Uh, of course, I've worked up close with the team that is driving Patriot Mission, and uh, it's been a series of transitions and pivots, which is fascinating to all of us who do business. But the power of the mission, uh, led and driven by seven liberty principles, this is the core uh, of a lot of it, right, Steve? And, and I wanted to just take a moment and walk through those liberty principles and then move on from there in our conversation about what you're up to. Sure, I'd be happy to. Where would you like me to start? So I'll just uh, shout them out and we'll just talk a, a couple words on each. Leadership. So leadership of small business founders, employees, and their families is crucial to the economic backbone of America. In our view, without those people being willing to lead, we don't have an economy. Right. Ingenuity. We'll just take a quick one on each of these. Ingenuity. Ingenuity drives small business. Creativity solving problems. Got to have it. Got to have it. Belief. If we don't believe in why America was founded, that is, the liberty and freedom in a Judeo-Christian heritage to pursue our path, we don't have anything to do. Entrepreneurship. It's the way we unlock everything. We get a chance to do what we do best, pivot 2,800 times, and make it work just like we've <laughs> done the light bulb. That's an entrepreneur for you. 
<laughs> risk. There's a lot of folks out there that are wasting a ton of time and money and putting America at risk, mm -hmm. and they're they're not letting us do our job. We have to we have to take the reins and and mitigate risk so entrepreneurs can can prosper. Yes, timeless or timelessness. Well, personal property rights and free enterprise system are timeless constitutional cornerstones. They've been with us since the beginning, and they need to stick with us. And finally, the young. If we don't inspire young citizens to get in the game and be bold, ethical entrepreneurs, we lose the next generation. Steve, you've embarked on a journey that very few are brave enough to do, uh, and I had a chance to meet uh, what you have built, a very formidable team of retired military professionals and entrepreneurs who share this passion with you for the important mission you're working on. Tell us about some of the key members of the Patriot Mission team, if you would. Well, there's been a number of folks, and we started Patriot Mission in 2011, and Greg Land, who was a, an actual immigrant from South Africa, an entrepreneur, joined me originally. It was a kind of one of those moments where you wake up one day and say, what in the world is going on? I had a bit of a, uh, of a vision that pulled us together, and then throughout the, the next five years, we put together a, a really strong board of advisors. We worked with guys like Michael Gerber, who I know you're familiar with and those have read E-Myth as well as a number of very successful business owners. Um, we've also, one of the commonalities that we've found here in our world is the, there is a great passion of senior veterans who are leaving the service who recognize the challenges America's facing and they want to contribute their skill sets and they have very significant skill sets. So Rudy Laco, who's a retired Navy captain, has been a, uh, been a phenomenal addition to the team for about the last two years. He's been helping organize a lot of the strategic design and, and all of the systems. He's our chief strategy and systems officer. Uh, retired Ma Major General Joe Balskis is a, uh, our chief operating officer. He's been doing a lot of work helping us plan out a national implementation strategy. Steve Young, who was a Navy submarine driver, who's also an attorney, he was a CEO of a Fortune 100 subsidiary in uh, in Asia, done a lot of different things, and he is our uh, chief counsel and CFO. And so he, he brings, he sits on the board of several business incubators, so he helps us drive into a lot of detail, all the stuff that makes entrepreneurs squirm when they ask the tough questions. He asks <laughs> yes. a lot of them. He and his brother Fred, they, they get advanced degrees in that. And then Rob Teschner, who is a retired Air Force colonel, that was a F-22 squadron commander. He likes to live out on the cutting edge and uh, does, does a great job with uh, recruitment and training and, uh, and also our business plan strategy. So those are a handful of the guys that you've met. There's more on the team, but uh, I know we're limited on time. Yeah, no, we are, we are limited in time. But, you know, is I, I have to highlight Steve Olds and something that I witnessed when I worked up close as and we'll call it a media advisor, for lack of better, uh, to the Patriot Mission with you in Vero Beach and other places the quality of communication that you have built and the quality of people at the table, in the room, iterating, designing, engineering, organizing, planning uh, individual micro-missions leading to the larger mission to rebuild America, it, it was nothing short of uh, spectacular. I mean, you, you've got to be pinching yourself. Just the quality of communication alone in that room was just mind-boggling and I think it has to do with this foundation and military and of course all the other nuances of these professionals that are there right well it does there is a, a sense of purpose I mean it is we're, obviously we're entrepreneurs we're business guys 
we want to be profitable and make money. But the real issue is America's on fire. America's economy is, is, uh, is in a real challenging spot. And there are a group of people, both civilian and military, that recognize that if you just if you just look at the numbers, if you just look at 19 trillion in debt and 200 200 trillion dollars in unfunded liabilities, we're giving that to our kids and grandkids. That is completely unacceptable. So if you've got a massive problem, you got to pull people together with massive brain power and say, how do we fix this? And, and you've been at this. Oh, go ahead, Steve. I'm sorry. Go ahead, please. No, I was just going to say, and that's and that's what's driving this whole conversation. The, I was going to say you've challenge. been at this a while now, and and um, as we've sort of laughed here, there have been a series of pivots. Where are you now in terms of the deploy uh, the deployment of the model into communities across America? And, and I have some sense about where this is going, but our audience our audience doesn't. So I want you to if you could spell it sure. out. Uh, we got a couple minutes here. So I'll just put it in a quick context. When we originally started, we thought in our, you know, that pivotal moment really of rebuilding America through the power of small business, it's kind of a catchy phrase. People like the idea. But the real question is, so what exactly does that mean? Well, the small business folks are busy. They're running. They're working their companies. A lot of people had the misunderstanding originally that we were talking about a political Our objective is to engage what we call the power of small business, which is the people. It's the people inside small business. We want to unleash their capability. We want to help them. But to do it, we believe that there needs to be a bold leadership team in every community in the country that is taking this message to engage and promote, to encourage and to support and to thank the small business community not to get them bundled up in the 20,000 rules and regulations that have been passed in the last eight years, but to actually unleash their creativity. Well, in order to do that, you can't do business like you used to. So right now what we've, what we've come to is that in order to begin this process, we found that if you just help encourage them and begin to help tell their stories, it's amazing how many people right now, when, when it comes to the day after Thanksgiving, after Black Friday, Small Business Saturday is lovely, we think small business ought to be promoted every day of the year. And we want to help those small businesses. So we want to tell the stories. We want to do it through film. We want to do it through entertainment, small vignettes that communicate what the power of small business is, especially to the younger community, many of whom are now misguided thinking that uh, small business and free enterprise folks are the uh, anathema of America when, in fact, just the opposite is true. So I don't know if that helps, David, but that's that's where we're focused right now, this community, the story. We've got a partnership with Larry Schweikert and uh, the Rock and the Wall Film Studios. We're producing films and just having a great time at it. Well, of course, this is a teaser because there's so much depth to the project itself and, and all the different legs as you roll out uh, into to the different communities and uh, helping small business owners highlight their uh, attributes and successes in each of these markets with Patriot Mission. The website, of course, is PatriotMission.com, just like it sounds. Uh, what else would you like folks to know as we wrap up here, Steve? Well, I, I would just say, just a point of distinction, we consider ourselves a leadership development company. We, we're not trying to be the be-all and end-all to help every small business get their act together. There are tons of resources out there, great resources. Many of the people you interview in Small Business America, great resources. We want to accelerate the connection between organizations. We've got to make it happen faster and more effectively so that we can all 
make America strong again. That's that's our objective. That's what we're all about. Steve Olds, thanks so much for joining us on the program. Up next, it's Jerry McMullen. Don't go away. BizTalkRadio.com. Small biz. Small biz America. Jerry McMullen joins us in this segment. He's an entrepreneur and electronic engineering prodigy who today, among other things, thinks about a lot of things, as I can, uh, as you, you'll find out in a moment. But uh, Jerry's leading a company called Forecast Broadcasting Network. Let's welcome Jerry McMullen. Jerry, welcome to the program. Hello, and thank you, David, and good afternoon to you and your listeners, and I appreciate well, it's very, the opportunity. very good to have you. Uh, and You're a fascinating guy, and I've, I barely know you, but what I, I can tell is that you have a, a curious mind, and you always have uh, and a creative mind. What is it about the communications field, per se, that fascinated you, fascinates you today? I grew up around it with my parents, uh, or my father, other than my grandparents, and so forth, through amateur radio. At the age wow. of eight, I got involved in building things from scratch uh, with books out of the library at the elementary school. And um, since then, I've been in all kinds of businesses, worked for oil companies, owned my own businesses, built sophisticated hardware and software for the World Trade Center and NASA mm-hmm. and everybody else. But what we're doing now is we're launching a over-the-top Internet Protocol Television, which is uh, OTTIPTV. You'll see it usually written that way. And it's where television and entertainment and gaming is all going to be in around 2020, where satellite and broadcast will, will diminish. And we are doing uh, integrated solutions as well that are privately based, like uh, school uh, monitoring, school communications to parents and faculty, school uh, from superintendent to um students, police departments, private channelization, basically, is what I'm getting at. Ah, ah. And then we're, we're doing this internationally. So we have meetings in Africa scheduled for the month of June, and they're real hot on it. Um, I would imagine the college out in California would be hot on it about now. But, yeah, I just, just had two killed a few minutes ago. Yeah, actually, I, I'm not. I didn't hear that story, so that's late breaking. Yeah, it's, there's so many um, vulnerabilities in an open society like we have, and there's some things you just can't do. But the one thing that that is most important is to allow everybody the ability to command and coordinate resources in an instantaneous matter to help mitigate, you know, disaster and and mitigate. Uh, you know, crazies that are walking around shooting people. So the, what we've come up with is an integrated solution that also allows you to watch Showtime, HBO, all, all, the, all your favorites, but it's also going to be privatized for government and schools around the world that not, not everybody will have access to unless you're part of that school system. And then we're going to be getting into uh, music genres and uh, making stations international and then that gives us uh, more music genres. And we've got uh, 6,000 titles of our own. We'll be doing our own shooting. And our goal is to have a full-blown motion picture studio in southwest Colorado where John Wayne shot most of his film. And he always wanted one, but, he, you know, he suffered with cancer. Yeah. And he didn't get yeah. one. And so we're going to name part of it, uh, you know, in a m- memorandum of John. And I sit on his, basically, area right now as I talk to you. 
and uh, it's it's very historic. Lots of Native Americans uh, used to live here back around 700 A.D., and they were called the Anasazis, which means ancient ones. So it's a pretty interesting place, and uh, it's where we're building the network, and it's building and being built in a rock-solid, quiet facility that's made out of solid concrete and is nuclear-rated. Where so are you building? It's a great yeah. place for sound. What's the location of it, Jerry? In southwest Colorado, near Durango. Oh, oh okay, sure. I'm in Albuquerque. I'm it's right down the road, right down 25th. Oh, okay, yep. sure. Yeah. Well, I'm off yeah. uh, just 491 north uh, from Cortez, really. But we're sure. out in the farming community where everything is 2.9% sales tax. You go into the city and it's 8. You go to L.A. and it's almost 10. So putting a motion picture studio out here from a tax standpoint is a great idea. And as far as people wanting to do westerns, it's a great place to do westerns, but you don't have to be limited to westerns. We'll have a full-blown motion picture stage, and we're also going to have a sound recording studio, and we're going to be a broadcaster. And what we're offering right now are dealerships to put people back to work with financing plans that we have in place. And for $25,000 or less, if they already have all their own video equipment, they go out and they sell for us uh, ambiance ads, mood ads, banner ads, any kind of ad you can imagine, whether it's digital, whether it's analog, whatever it is. They get to retain 60% of that income every month. So they can build, and plus they get a discount, or not a discount, but a uh, incentive to sell dealerships to other people that they may know, and then they get 10% of that, which is $2,500. So it's a way to get people back to work. It's a way to help us to build content. And we're looking for 5,000 of them uh, internationally. And our news will be based on international intelligence briefs, which will be three weeks before the Associated Press releases. So you'll be producing your own news programming. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. Is that right, Jim? Yes. Okay. That's right. So it'll be geopolitically will be three weeks before prime television. So we'll have to be careful in filtering so we we don't give everybody a coronary. But um, right. We won't, uh, you know, brush it under the table like it's normally done. Right. But uh, we're in progress right now, and the platform's being uh, built and should be finished here in the next month. And uh, we'll be ready to hit it hard. And we've been working on it for several years. So um, it's supposed to be the gold rush of 2020. And so we jumped into it. And uh, it's exciting. And it's right along my, you know, love of communications. And uh, I've always been a watchman. I've always warned people of, you know, public safety applications of disaster and impending disaster. And this is basically going to do the same thing on the privatization side where everybody's iPhones and Apples and everything else go off and their selected channel comes up and they have a picture of whoever it is that's warning them or talking to them of what to do. And, so these mechanisms uh, can be predictive in terms of uh, forecasting trouble, uh, hence the name. Right. Well, a lot of it uh, comes from think tanks, but there's going to be instances where, just like today, you had the incident in California. If that um, technology was implemented there, they could have communicated with everybody instantly on all of their iPhones and Androids and so forth or their TVs at home. And, you know, it helps 
lower risk, and that's what we're trying to do. And that's yeah, what every yeah. company needs, tries to do is just mitigate yeah. risk. Yeah, I mean, what this does, this project wraps up just about everything you're passionate about into a, an integrated platform, yes. as you call it, the, through the privatization side, along with uh, an entertainment side and a production side. And uh, building the pipes is it's no small task for this, in addition to the fact no. that you're capitalizing a real uh, brick-and-mortar studio. And uh, we've got about 30 seconds. Jerry, wh what's the website if people want to learn more about... Uh, well, it's archaic right now. It's not the real thing yet. The real thing's linear in nature, but it's... Uh, uh, the number four, C-A-S-T dot yep. TV, and it's a great opportunity for dealers to jump in, and it's a great opportunity for uh, investors to, to look at, and you can also reach mm -hmm. me at 970-529-0901, uh, mm -hmm. and All I'll right, be glad Jerry, to talk to anybody. Oh, beautiful. Coming up on a break. Thanks so much, Jerry. Appreciate you joining us on the program. BizTalkRadio.com. Small Biz. Small Biz America. Our guest on this segment is a nationally recognized and leading expert, speaker, and educator in the world of financial education. For more than 15 years, Matthew Fillmore has presented his unique and effective financing techniques techniques to NASA space centers, police departments, real estate enterprises such as Remax, and organizations such as Laughlin Associates, who worked actively with 50,000 business owners nationwide. Many of these groups invite them back and back and back, and we're going to find out why. Matthew Fillmore, welcome to the program. <laughs> Thank you very much, David. I appreciate that. Absolutely. VIP financial education. At an inception for you, Matt, what problem were you really trying to solve for business owners and for real estate investors? Well, you know, that's a great question. Uh, as a real estate investor and an entrepreneur, you know, we were facing a lot of the same challenges that, that we all uh, have to deal with. And, and, and to me, it, it boiled down to, uh, you know, an undereducated uh, perspective. I, I, I wasn't provided the formal education I needed in school regarding the month-to-month -month management of, of the finances and keeping things aligned with proper borrowing and leverage. So I took it upon myself to, to self-educate. And, uh, you know, I was uncovering information that, that really only told half the story. You know, there are there are gurus in the marketplace that that certainly support the idea of using other people's money and leveraging that into income streams and, and growth. And unfortunately, that for me meant a lot of debt. So we had to, to seek other solutions, and that is really where uh, a lot of what we teach the, the community today was uncovered and we we've been practicing these uh, this collection of, of techniques now uh, some very secretive strategies to how we work with banks which have allowed us to to overcome many of the, the obstacles that we were facing and supercharge our plan uh, and ultimately our our financial objectives have been accomplished in a fraction of the time preventing exorbitant costs uh, that normal borrowers pay and that's ultimately what we are, are out there teaching today. Well, you have, you have said, Matt, that uh, your systems effectively turn the banks against themselves. And we're talking, of course, about the power of compounding interest and amortization. Uh, this is a lot of it. You've, you've said that it's really about the math, isn't it? It is. You know, it, I can ask a thousand people in a row, and all thousand will agree that the bank's rules are not built in favor of us. Therefore, we have to say, well, what then 
is holding us back as as banking customers, as borrowers. And ultimately, we've identified a variety of ways of repaying the money that we owe. Um, and instead of utilizing traditional techniques of fiscal responsibility, meaning using checking accounts, using saving accounts, where money is flowing in and money is flowing out, and bills are being paid as agreed, where man- management of credit is being accomplished and we're living within our means and we're storing away some savings for that rainy day, yeah. that ultimately is, uh, is what the bank wants us to do. So we have to reevaluate the way that society teaches us to manage our money, the way our parents have, and the way that the banks do in order to uh, essentially uh, come up with these more creative and proactive strategies for banking. Uh, for most people, this does not require a, an intense redirection of effort or a, a significant commitment of time every month. And for most people, this is quite easy. It's something that can be done with uh, just a small manipulation of, of behavior. Uh, but the first and most important step is to educate. And knowledge uh, is required in order to change behavior. So what we do is we teach through uh, an educational platform, a variety of concepts, and our curriculum is quite popular. In fact, we've designed a a very special course here for the listeners on your show that can be found at uh, businessweapons.com. That's businessweapons.com. That will take your your listenership through a 30, 32-minute introduction to these techniques, Um, and it, it really does boil down to the arithmetic, like you said. Uh, the beauty of what we're teaching here is that we're not in a in an area of finance that deals with speculation. We're, we're ultimately relying on the mathematics, and the sum of two and two is always going to be four. So that is uh, that's where uh, we can we can prove there are faster, significantly less expensive, and significantly safer ways to work with your bank. When it comes to capital accumulation, which is a lot of this, uh, again, your systems uh, really have proven to generate or put back in the pockets of real estate investors in many cases. And of course, for our audience, business owners, 75 or 80 percent of what they would otherwise be paying in principle. Do I have that right? Excuse me, in interest. So the interest expense is uh, being applied much more favorably to the investor, whether it's a business or a real estate uh, endeavor. Do I have that right? That's right. I mean, it's a very simple three-step process that we're relying on. The first step is we we always want to optimize our general credit profiles. Credit is often considered life's financial report card. So we're being scrutinized based on our previous history of borrowing, and therefore we want to make sure that we're continuously optimizing both our personal and our business profiles to be as lendable as we can be. And there's some logic associated with that. And in many cases, there are uh, strategies that are applied that you would never think of because the underwriting uh, requirements inside the lending institutions don't always make sense. So we've discovered a lot of, in most cases, free techniques for individuals to drive not just credit scores higher, but also create a more well-rounded profile which then gives us the opportunity to leverage those profiles into 
anywhere from $25,000 up to $250,000 each and every year. Now, these funds are, in most cases, uh, a revolving, unsecured, liquid inventory of capital, which means that we can draw against them and use them when we need it. And when we don't, we don't pay anything or we pay very, very little to have it available to us. So as business owners, this gives us the opportunity to then use this money in a way to, to, uh, to advance toward our financial goals in a fraction of the time. And our experience has, uh, has led us to conclude that we're all seeking similar general financial objectives. We want to grow our assets and we want to reduce and over time eliminate our liabilities. So we've got two sides of the balance sheet that we're focusing on. And obviously, semantically, those vary between us. But in general, that's a road to wealth. And if we can accomplish both of those two things at the same time, then we reach this pinnacle of achievement, which we call cash flow stacking. So ultimately, the success of a business owner or a real estate investor, or any investor for that matter, will boil down to the ability to optimize cash flow. Now, at VIP, we define that as the difference between what we earn and what we spend. Very simple. That yeah. sum left over is, is ultimately the, the determining factor of our freedom of choice. So the more cash flow people have, we've managed to conclude that they have more choices than people who have minimal cash flow. And ultimately, that's what this is all about, right, David? I mean, we're talking about freedom of the ability to choose how we spend our time with, with whom and where. So well, ab absolutely. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, time is the leveler for all of us, whether we are real estate investing and accumulating assets that way through our life's arc, or we're building businesses and uh, the ability to have more liquid capital cash available at a relatively low cost of capital is everything. And it's fascinating the way uh, you talk about the improvement of FICO and then optimizing that. So that's a way we are using the system, but we're coming in through a different doorway in order to, to leverage and optimize, right? Yeah, in a sense. I think a lot of people enter in through the same doorway. The mm -hmm. difference is those who can take it that next step and exploit it further. Everybody knows they need good credit. Not everybody has great credit. And we you know, sometimes go through cycles where it's great and we have a, a mishap and something ends up on our credit by mistake or uh, right. it's inadvertent or it's even not. It's not, not even ours. Um, you know, it's said that up to 80% of credit reports contain information that's inaccurate. So right. there are a lot of different reasons why you'll see fluctuation with credit scores, but we all know that it has an impact on us. Now, those that understand the relevance realize that it's not just causing higher interest rates and higher insurance premiums, but it's actually affecting our, our borrowing strength. And mm -hmm. for those of us that really exploit the power of leverage, where we're not just simply borrowing and buying, you know, assets that produce an income stream that exceeds the cost of the money. We're then redirecting our attention back to that debt, realizing that there is no such thing as good debt. You know, that term to me is one of the most misleading available in the marketplace to budding entrepreneurs and investors.
The website and, uh, is. So tri- I'm sorry to step on you. We're we're running uh, to the end of this segment. www.businessweapons.com is where you want to go. This is the first in a series of four we're doing with Matt Fillmore. So we're looking forward to the next one. I want to talk more about FICO and several other uh, subject areas that we covered. Small biz. Small biz America. The brain. Yes, it's time once again for the Small Biz Brain featuring Gabe Arnold. He's the founder of CopywriterToday.net, and he's an expert in email marketing automation, sales, marketing, business consulting, uh, which he does a lot of these days. He's a busy guy. Gabe, thanks for joining us as always. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure, David. So we're going to cover some content ideas to get you started, you the listener, you the entrepreneur. Um, let's walk through these. Sounds fascinating. There's five sort of subject areas here. How to yeah, articles. Absolutely. I think, yeah, yeah. The, I think, you know, the struggle sometimes is when you realize that you've got to get in front of your audience more frequently and, um, you know, get that content marketing out there that sometimes you sit down and you're staring at the flashing cursor and you're stuck on what to, what to write about or what to talk about, or even what to direct your team on. Um, and so there's kind of five, you know, this is really successful areas that I've always helped my clients with. And, you know, these are ideas that everybody can apply. So, you know, yep. the first one is just, just your how-to articles, your how-to content. If you're operating a business, um, you know, or even if you're starting up a business, you have, you know, the opportunity to, you know, just share kind of how to do what you've done so far or how to do something that's in your area of expertise. So obviously I can sit down and say, here's the how-to steps on, um, you know, starting up a blog or writing content. David, you could talk about, you know, here's how you host your own radio show or whatever the case may be. Everybody in business has their own area of expertise. And so doing a how-to article, just literally writing out the steps and, you know, doing kind of an explanation of each step is a great piece of content that you can put together. What's really cool about that, Gabe, is that it establishes authority just by its very nature of, of you telling them how to do something. I mean, just you're taking yep. the position of authority. So, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, and then the next one, you know, that I think is – this one I think is probably just as valuable as, as anything else that I've put out there is what I call like the My Story, you know, article or the My Story mm-hmm. piece that you write. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I get your weekly update, David. You know, folks get my, you know, week, you know, my updates and my daily things that go out. Um, where I do how-to articles or I talk about what we're doing or I share tips and tricks. But what often really connects to the audience and really bonds you to them is saying, like, here's how I got started. Here's why I'm in, you know, the field I'm in or here's the failures that I went through or here's something that I struggle with personally, even if it's not related to business. And so like an emotional, very um, transparent, you know, my story type of piece is something that you really should consider writing because it, it really connects you to your audience and it takes you from being just that business owner that people have in the back of their head to, oh, you know, David, you know, struggle with some of the same things when he started up or, you know, he's experienced that, you know, this in the past or so that, you know, being vulnerable and kind of just doing a little bit of a personal bio of yourself is something that's also very successful. So. Excellent. And then another really successful one is the doing basically like a case study or even just talking about like customer success stories. If you don't have a full, you know, kind of case study where you say, you know, here's how we worked with this client in this business. And, um, you know, then 
this is the result that they got, even if it's just something really short and sweet, sharing like another perspective or how somebody could be successful with, you know, you, um, you know, that's the, you know, that's a really great thing to do because it gives kind of that outside, you know, perspective or that third party validation. And that's definitely, you know, definitely something that's it's worth, worth sharing with your audience as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, my fourth, you know, my fourth recommendation, this is one that actually has honestly made me a lot of money in the past is um, doing surveys. You can send out a one question survey where people can just reply. You can use a free tool like uh, SurveyMonkey. There's, mm -hmm. you know, there's a bunch of tools out there. That's probably one of the most you know, popular ones at the moment. But sending out a brief survey about like, what do you like about our service? Or what do you like about the newsletters we send out? Or, you know, what are the biggest pain points that you're facing right now? Or you know, just putting together some basic questions that actually will give you the exact sales steps or the sales information that you need to go back to those people and say, okay, you know, based on everybody's response, we see that X is the point of pain and here's the solution that we have to offer. And it also gives you the creativity or the ability to create new products or solutions that you don't have in-house yet. Um, well, this so to me is, yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say, knowing you as I do, Gabe Arnold, this is uh, your wheelhouse. I mean, because you're a data-driven guy. You're really creative, but you also really like to deal from um, empirical data, you know, historical yeah. behavior that you can then reverse engineer into. And you're also the first one to say, hey, that was a bad, that was not a great idea. The data is telling yeah, me it isn't. So. <laughs> that does happen. I mean, I mean, but I've heard you talk. We did a, a series way back. I recall um, a podcast series, The Entrepreneurial Journey, where you told stories about, you know, you had uh, you thought you had a great idea on an emotional level and you go and get the data and the data is telling you, nah, the market the market's not liking this so much. I guess it wasn't so good. Surveys and, and questions. It's the power of the question, isn't it? Yeah. Asking a question is, um, you know, is a really powerful opener because, you open up people's imagination, you're able to engage them, you're paying attention to them. And honestly, if you want to be successful in business, the most important thing to do is pay attention to your audience and what they're actually telling you. So surveys are you know, very valuable for that as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then kind of the fifth idea, just a, a little bit of a variation on the my story, you know, part of the, you know, of, of this list here, sure. is what sure. I call soap opera content. And really that's just like saying, <laughs> Hey, you know, I went for a walk with my dog today and we saw this giant raccoon out in the middle of the day or whatever, or whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. Or, right. or so it's, you know, it's a red herring. Made, you know, that made yeah. me, yeah, like that made me start thinking about, you know, seeing weird things at, in, at weird places and how can you stand <laughs> out to your audience or, I mean, I yeah. can spin that into anything. Uh, but, but. Yes, yeah, the imagination like, runs wild. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you don't have the ideas, it's okay, just share what you did today. Like, People are connecting with you at a relational oh, and emotional yeah. level, and it's it's okay to just be like, hey, you know, I mean, like you shared, David, with me a couple months ago, you were moving, and you're like, this is such a crazy process, you know, and like you could just talk about that when you were moving recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it verbally you as know, opposed to like in a newsletter or an email marketing uh, effort, but I get the idea. Yeah, right. like it's okay to fill with humanity. Right, because like people want to know you're a real person, not that just you're like this marketing machine or that you you're such an expert right. that you can never talk about your personal right. life. And so, um, yeah, right, right, right. They do like real. I think that's just an important note that people want to yeah. they do want to have a relationship with you. I have people that email me kind of out of the blue and they're like, I love everything you send yeah. and I use it all. And 
that will lead to the phone call, to the relationship, to the, um, you know, contract that you're looking for. But, you know, that's just kind of the approach that, that you can take. And so those are just Good kind of my five always. ways of how to fill up the, uh, you know, the content pipeline. Good stuff, as always, from Gabe Arnold. The website, copywritertoday.net. The uh, phone number, 888-618-9123. Gabe Arnold, the small biz brain. We'll do it again next week. Have a good week, everybody. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.